From the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents... Broadcasting Radio, the Eyesight Television, the Frankenstein Earphone Radio, the Threshold Brainwash Radio, the latest news skull reporting. They might be safe, Silky, right before the door. out public some ethnic homeless person come running up to you babbling making all kinds of gibberish noises it's the worst thing that ever happened ain't it but have you ever watched that shit happening to somebody else it is the best man in czechoslovakia and chad they go around the internet curating the best of all of all these little transient freakouts, hobo humdingers the miscreant meltdowns the crazy people and they curate all of this and bring it to you the people in a wonderful public library that can be out. See, a wise man whose name for some reason isn't remembered once said that comedy is tragedy plus time. Tragedy is the fall of Western civilization. The time is 9 p.m. Eastern, I think. 9 p.m. Eastern? I don't know, it's 8 Central. On Saturdays, on the YouTubes. Go subscribe to the library, you'll get to watch it. You can you can cry cry about it, but why cry about it when you can laugh about it, huh? Better know I don't blame everything that I say. 
man, I see my kids say that prank. Have you walking on the plane? 1986 shuttle Challenger exploded about 74 seconds after takeoff, killing killing all seven astronauts inside. Or did it? It turns out, out that six of the seven are still alive and kicking today. Ellison Onizuka claims to be twin brother Claude. Yeah, I've got an identical twin brother Claude too. The Challenger pilot, Mickey Smith, hasn't even bothered changing his name. He's now, now Jay Smith of University of Wisconsin. Now, Krista McAuliffe was a bit of a sneaky one. She was the Challenger payload specialist, quite famous for being a teacher. It turns out during her astronaut days, she was using her middle name, Krista. And now she goes by her first name, Sharon. And she's a Syracuse Law Professor. The Challenger Commander, Francis Richard Scobie, is now Dick Scobie, which sounds like a rather unpleasant disease, the CEO of Housing Trees Limited. Judith Resnick, the Challenger Mission Specialist, again hasn't even bothered. She's a professor at Yale Law. And finally, Ronald McNair, another Challenger mission specialist, claims to be his identical Carl McNair. Hi, I'm Jean Kelly of Kelly Law Associates, and I'm here to tell you, you, you are. I can legally get. Shit. Car accidents, tax evasion, minor genocide, it's all the same to me. Some might look at a man and see a husband who brutally murdered his wife and then kept her body in the trunk of his car for three weeks. But I see a man who just didn't know how to play tennis right and accidentally hit his wife with a tennis racket 36 times and to keep her body warm, put her in the back of his Public masturbation, more like government exacerbation. I graduated top of my class at the University of... Kind of. Just remember the law and i will get you off having a divorce your kids don't love you anyway some favorite famous black cats include salem of sabrina the teenage witch binks from hocus pocus snowball from the simpsons and Lil what the fuck is that what the fuck is that a fucking cat hey don't fucking look at me like that that's a weird looking fucking cat Ma! Yo, there's a stray cat outside! I don't want it starting a fight with Lucy! Lucy, it's okay. It's okay, Lucy, don't worry about it. Ma! Ma, there's a weird fucking stray cat outside! It looks... It looks like Grandma, the fucking thing! Hey, get the fuck out of here! I don't even know if that's a fucking cat, fucker! Irrational Times made a Gucci song. Let's hear it.
know, if you were to follow a busy doctor as he makes his daily round of calls, you'd find yourself having a mighty busy time keeping up with him. Time out for many men of medicine usually means just long enough to enjoy a cigarette. And because they know what a pleasure it is to smoke a mild, good-tasting cigarette, they're particular about the brand they choose. What cigarette do you smoke, doctor? Once again, the brand named most was What's Dr. Till's Ministry of Dude Cigarettes. See how mild and good-tasting a cigarette can be. Ministry of Dude Cigarettes. All the joy of church, none of the guilt. similar to me. I thought I was fighting in the mirror, right? Come outside the nightclub, I was like, do I know you from somewhere? And he goes, do I know you? Do you know? And he had, he had a Celtic jersey on, but he had, he had the green and the yellow one, right? And I was, I was about to throw a punch. And then he, he, he looked at me in the eyes and I go, do I? And he goes, am I your father? I said to him, and he goes to me, am I your son? How much you tugged it out? Turns out that no relation at all, and I just headbutted him and he got taken away. But you know, it goes to show you, people are out there, you could know them. Listen up, man. This is your Uncle Jack. You think you're fit? You think you got the right stuff? Try to beat this. Arms all the way up. Anything short is cheap. Now I am the destroyer. working on. Maybe by the time you're my age, maybe you'll be fit too. Saturdays for the boys. You can watch movies with the tribe on depleted uranium driving theater Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on Twitch TV. on down to the Atomic Shaman Trading Post. We have t-shirts, decals, refrigerator magnets and other swag for sale. What better way to show your support for the show? Our merch can only be found on t.hub forward slash lick forward slash Atomic Shaman Trading Post. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. 
Leave a comment to help with the algorithm and be sure to ring the notification bell. Follow us on Twitter on Atomic Shannon's Sweat Lodge at Motel and RV Park. On YouTube you can view our text-to-speech stories and live shows youtube.com forward slash c forward slash Atomic Shannon's Sweat Lodge. This is the Atomic Shawman Sweat Lodge. He's controversial. I, I know bitches who can't live without mushrooms. Some say antisocial. I was, I was, I was at the corner fapping because, you know. If there's a OSHA regulation, <laughs> I had to take some fentanyl just to cut my nerves. He's violating it. Yeah, we need another four years of like torturing children so they don't become free thinkers. The man they call Windigo. Offensive, shocking, racist, and most importantly, unfunny as hell. There's no humor or jokes other than black people bad, racist, and funny. If you're 12 years old or under, maybe you'll find some enjoyment. If you're an adult, you'll not find much here. Her milkers bring the boys to the yard. I find that that's kind of fucking weird. She has dank memes and weed. I'm sorry I was being a prick. I did a lot of coke that night. But she can aid your spiritual realm needs. I'm gonna have my shit private, so it'll be kind of pointless. You can try to find me. She's Brandy. This whole other network of tunnels. It's just some nondescript fucking elevator that anybody can go into at any time. I've done so much research on this place. It's insane. It's absolutely insane, like, how much I know about this place. He's got a PhD. Seems like a test of intelligence. In big dick energy. Uh, speaking of rape. He's more facial hair than flesh sack. What's this thing where an elephant was raped by a snake and made some 60-foot monster? He's beard juice. All right, so we're looking for sound bite. Oh, God. All right, how do I... Uh, where do I... Holy shit, I've done too much shit to fucking even... Get... All right, I, I, I'm just some dude that did lots of things that I can and can't talk about. And some of them are higher profile than others. Um... He's the resident sound hound. Big dick on campus over here. <laughs> the audio wizard in the acoustic blizzard. I didn't come to bring peace, I came to bring the soul. You can find him in luchador tights. I'm a filthy Mexican. The man of a thousand sound bites. Because we put the dogs in the oven. Give it up for Van Rollington. It's like a graph. Where, like, the more crazy she is, oh the hotter she'll be, mm. and the better in bed she'll be. The graphics guru of digital visuals. I won't look be your father. He puts the Aspen aesthetics. I ain't got it right now. I ain't got it. And that was prop money, and I still ain't got it. The tribal chief himself. Raising a fucking army to attack Europe and attack the elites. Klaus Newhouse. I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job. Special guest. He could be found near a mosh pit. I want you to kill everyone over there. And nobody goes until I say. Hold! Hold! He once beat Ruth Calhoun in a beard growing contest. Hmm, nigga, you gay. 
he enjoys most cults. If you're going to do something, do it well. And leave something with you. Leave aside and let the world know that you were there. Have a good day. He's millionaire. Come on, you know it sucks. Oh, you got a problem with that, nerd? I'll throw a fireball in your face, because I'm a wizard. Reject Mestizo Autumn. Embrace White Boy Summer. This is the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. Fucking Mestizo Autumn, what the fuck is <laughs> What the hell was that? <laughs> what? I like the fireball. I thought it was supposed to be like Autistic Girlfriend Autumn. Uh, autistic Girl Autumn, dude. I'm pretty That's sure it's that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, we're here despite uh, technical difficulties of uh, Cox Communications, like shutting down the internet. So, uh, <laughs> Wendigo, we got some poll data, don't we? Uh, yeah, we have uh, a few more polls up. Let me start with the would you live in a funeral home one? And the answer was 40% no, 60% yes. I don't know why you would say yes to that. Why? I've literally been peaceful. I've been in those places way too much. It smells like fucking bombing fluid. Do they have really great air conditioning? No. <laughs> Why well, it I smells like bombing fluid? That was I awesome. You yeah, space yourself out, right? You can crash people for free cigarettes and booze. Yeah. I was gonna say he's dipping his cigarettes in a bombing fluid. Oh god! Nah, I remember girls... people used to do that. Yeah, yeah, we used to yeah. we used to dip bars in cocaine. But... Nah, dead girls don't say no. You got a curling that? iron? Oh. God. <laughs> so, what's the next poll? <laughs> oh. God. Um, yeah. Did you have a relative who suddenly go crazy is the next poll? 33% said... Not that I know of, 33% said yes, 11% said yes, and I'm the reason why. 22% said, I am the crazy relative. <laughs> I guess most people have. Yeah, I, I think so. There's a lot of brains that have been broken the last couple of years. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know, Like my family's always been crazy, so <laughs> I can't really blame real, uh, recent events for oh, all yeah, that. No. <laughs> I mean, most people in general have been crazy the entire time. Like, nothing has ever changed. People don't change. Yeah, yeah, no, that's just, that's America. <laughs> the crazy continent, North America. Um, anyway, do you have local superstitions or folklore? 33% said yes, 33% said no, and then 33% said not something for outsiders. So I guess most people do. Ooh. Like, I'm from... So illicit. I mean, something for outsiders. Yeah, I, yeah, right? I'm from next to wherever the Headless Horseman's from, so... You want to Sleepy know. Hollow? Yeah, I'm from, yeah, I'm, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm from next to Sleepy Hollow. I, I just don't give a shit about that. I, th I find that whole thing, the whole story very boring, to be honest. I want to go there for Halloween, though. I'm sure it looks phenomenal. Or like I mean, it looks cool. Out. It looks cool. It's just busy as hell, so it's just not Also, something... there's too many tourists, so they ruin it for you? Yeah, yeah, they just ruin yeah. it. There's just people everywhere. I can see that. It's kind of close. It's kind of close to, uh... White Plains, which is like the ghetto. <laughs> I was hearing stuff bit. like on the radio talking about White Plains, New York, where like I guess a bunch of breweries or stuff are out there. Oh, probably yeah. There's breweries everywhere up there. Breweries, yeah. and then um, we, what's it called? Like we have a lot. We grow a lot of apples, so like Angry Orchards near where I'm from too. Oh, cool. Yep. I love they seem like to that. always 
breweries in the the low income areas for some reason. Uh, because yeah. I mean, to be honest, the uh, you know my state hasn't been very big on breweries, but they're starting to. But they're always putting in, in, in seriously the low income areas. We gotta give them jobs. Oh, we got a donation. Other than just tax break. Uh, Hobo Chili Recipe just tipped a $3 donation. He says, Hi, I'm Roots Calhoun. I'm here. I'm queer. I'll suck your dick for stale beer. Rise. Oh, wow. That kind of derailed the polls. Roots Calhoun's best pastrami is in White Plains. I mean, yeah, like, all that aside, I, I don't know, I think they build breweries in poor areas because breweries pay well, like, well, if you're, like, a poor person, you know what I mean? So you just get a lot of labor real easy if you give them, like, a few dollars extra an hour. Well, I heard, Harp, really I heard Harp had, like, a pretty good pension, plus you got, like, uh, I think you got, like, a case of, uh, what's it called, uh, Guinness, like, for the rest of your life, along with your pension. Damn. That's kind of that's kind of so, neat. So, so you <laughs> might get something cool. You might get like free beer with your pension. I always get free beer. Really cool. You need more breweries. People just buy me beer where, where I'm from. So I don't, I don't really care. I live kind of by the Miller <laughs> Brewing Factory, and I have a forever a vendetta against them because when I was pregnant, that smell of that fucking beer in oh, the oh. air. God, dude, I would have to pull over off the freeway and puke. It oh. smells like. I heard some people oh, no, hated living near the the sriracha factory out there in California. They were oh, dude, that would smell. That would smell so bad. That has to smell bad. I I've never even noticed that the sriracha factory and the Miller Brewing um, factory. I I think they're in the same city. They're both both in um, Irwindale, if I'm not mistaken, which is just down the way from me. I feel like when you're making hot sauce, like in the process, it smells bad. But like I'm not I'm not I want to get any more off track. Talk about food, cause I love food. Like hot piss. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, have you ever come across a ritual site? Thirty percent yes, twenty percent no. Twenty percent said I made the ritual site. Thirty percent be right back going to make a ritual site. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I, when I was in the Bighorns, I wanted to go see the giant medicine wheel out there, but. I just didn't get the chance because it was kind of out of the way compared to everything else. And, you know, it's it's Wyoming. It's it's definitely surprisingly large a state. So I just didn't get to do it. But I've, I've seen, like, weird things in the woods that I'm pretty sure, like, old Native American, like, stuff. I don't really know what it, what it is, a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it just kind of comes across as, like, um, like, uh, twigs kind of being tied together. Is this like Prayer Blair, yeah. Blair Witch? That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it's just I mean, similar, but... I mean, I remember seeing like a, a storm drain and then you went pretty far deep into it and you saw like pentagrams and shit. People were like, oh, there's fucking Satanists and the rituals there. And I'm like, oh, it's probably just stoners hanging out there, you know? Well, some of this stuff is literally just like weaved like huts, like something weaved a little house, like so, something or someone weaved a little house, or like shit like that. A lot of it's not just like symbols, you know. It's like a little more, like it looks like a tool or this or that. More time consumption involved. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there's enough woods 
up where I am actually like from from that it's you can just find weird shit out there <laughs> likewise okay. yeah where I grew up all the towns have Native American names yeah yeah same and then like uh actually that's another thing like we like we my, our old neighbor used to have a fucking shack he moonshined in like to put things in perspective and no one ever found it so that's pretty cool yeah, like there's there's tons of shit up and like you get up there, it's not it's no different than Appalachia. Certain parts of like New York, mm. some parts are probably worse or better depending on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Next poll was our cats paranormal paranormal, and this one we got split right down the middle. Really. And uh, I would say yeah, kinda. I mean, I do think they have their senses detect things we can't, if nothing else. I don't know if you'd call that paranormal, but metaphysical hmm. um, no, no, it, no. maybe extra dimensional yeah. maybe that's the term we ought to use fucking Corey Corey's comment in the chat <laughs> I love that Corey's comment's great anyway yeah I don't know I, I, I like cats I don't know they're, they're uh, great that I know they literally they, they evolved to be uh, appealing to us <laughs> But, um, uh, have you had a near-death experience? Only 33% said yes. 33% said I left my body once. 33% said no. I don't know, man. I feel like I've almost died quite a few times. Man, I don't know. it'd be kind of cool to interview those people that said they had a near-death experience. Yeah. Um, I... I've had 15 concussions myself, so, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking... Holy shit. Did you play football? Jesus. Yeah. Be, yeah. Better be. Better be. Otherwise, what the fuck? So we're gonna be struggling yeah. to talk to you in fifteen years from now. Yeah. Well, uh, about number twelve, I was told by the doctor that uh, the killed me, and they had about three points. Oh, I'm not even sure exactly how many I've had. To be honest with you, but I spent about fifteen. Yeah, I don't know. I've almost crashed a few times, or like this and that, but never like... I don't know, I can't, I can't think of any time I've, I've actually been concussed, you know? Not concussed, uh, like... Yeah. <laughs> most of it has been by a bicycle uh, a couple of times were from fighting. The other times were from falling. Yeah, I've had someone stomp on my head once. I think that's the closest I've come to like an actual oh. concussion. Yeah, that wasn't fun. But I mean, I did, I did like, I did kind of just like put, I did crush his brother's windpipe. Oh, so it's all fun and games until someone loses a windpipe. Yeah, yeah, they had to bring him to the hospital, I guess. But it's like, well, fuck you, man. Like he, like you know, he started that shit. He fucked around. He found out. <laughs> That's why I want to hear it. Probably anyway, got a tracheostomy uh, after that, probably. I I don't I really don't fucking care. Fuck that kid. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Do you think toys <laughs> can be possessed? Twenty five percent said yes. Twenty five percent no. Twenty five percent said be right back, beating my toys blood. Twenty five percent said sex toys are cursed. <laughs> Oh no! Well, I guess if it's a it's, it's Shark Week, I guess the toy's already drinking blood. Uh, At least that one. Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, the Warrens, like uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, always said that toys can't actually be possessed. 
Like, they guess they can kind of latch on to them, but they can't actually be possessed. And I, I don't know, from what I know of, like, Catholicism... I mean, I mean there's a I lot would, of possessed dolls out there. I don't see why not a toy couldn't be possessed. Well, no, that, that, yeah, but that was, that was their... There was a possessed um, training potty at my house, like, for, like, little kids when you're potty training them. Oh, no. That shit was fucking creepy. What did it do? Shoot shit everywhere? How's it possessed? A possessed toilet? It's just like throwing shit at you? No, I don't know if it was possessed, but it was being activated by something, um, which was extremely weird, especially when it would go off. Yeah, they didn't make it. The ghost had to take a shit. No, it was like this little, like, toilet for children you put on the ground, but it had all these, like, reward features where, like, you could spin a little plastic, like, um, Toilet paper roll and make like little sounds. Water hit it like at the bottom of the roll. It would make different sounds if you flushed it. It would be like, and it would just fucking fall off on itself. Yeah, I don't know, but like, so what? What the Warrens used to say, I think, was that like, the demons could move and interact with these objects and make them come across as possessed. But as far as I know, like, you know, they kind of changed their story later. But as far as I know, from like what I know, Catholicism, basically. TLDR inanimate objects can't be possessed. Yeah, I, I gotta say that toilet didn't sound like it was possessed. It sounded like a ghost was like, shit, look at what all this crap can do. Remember, they didn't have electricity back then. Yeah, you got like well, some ghost kid play with it. There was definitely something going on because my daughter would like run past that bathroom and she would constantly tell us about the purple monster in the bathroom. I don't know what the fuck that was or was what that one meant. One horned. Was, wasn't that? Too, I was about to say, wasn't there a movie called uh, "Look Who's Talking To"? Or wasn't that? Wasn't that a toilet making the kids scared too? Right. Uh, that movie based on your life? No. I I didn't hear that. What happened? So there's a movie called "Look Who's Talking To," and I believe there was like a scene in there where they're trying to uh, potty train the baby, and it, like the toilet kept talking to the baby and scaring him. Yeah, that that scene is in there. That's fucking, that's funny, man. Uh, the toilet starts talking in a Jewish voice and says, I want to bite your tushy! Oh, I thought I was going to say I wanted to eat his foreskin, but alas. <laughs> oh, yeah, because uh, the, was the baby? I think his, he was uh, uh, played by uh, Bruce Willis as a uh, voice actor in the baby's thoughts, and then I think Roseanne yeah. Barr was the sister. I'm remembering it's this. It's, it's like an old, yeah, yeah, Christy Alley was in it. Mm-hmm. I'm not too young for all that. <laughs> Good uh, yeah, that was back. <laughs> would you? Uh, the next one was: Would you let an alien for a medical examination on you? Forty-three percent said yes, but I want my results. Twenty-nine percent said no, I don't have insurance. Twenty-nine percent said I'd rather examine them. You know, I, I think I'm the second one. You know, I, I don't have medical insurance. I don't really want to deal with this. I'd, I'd much rather die than actually pay for hospital bills. Bro. It seems like a growing yeah, like, trend these days. Yeah, it's like oh, like oh, I have I have a tumor. Guess I'll die. Uh, that's that's where I'm going I'm with it. Let me let me, <laughs> let me collect some disability because I'm not going to collect that social security. That's why I don't get physicals anymore. I'm like I've never been told I'm going to die. What am I spending money on? Yeah, I just I, yeah. There's I don't the good fuck. news, goddamn. Yeah, it. like yeah, like at a certain point, you're just doing, you're giving me like it's a mercy, you know. It's like, ah, uh, you're finally letting the poor's just die off. I don't want to be a dead slave, man. Fuck that. But they they say 
there's some kind of statistical studies that have said that a lot of people don't even unless they're already sick and then they go find out they have like cancer or something a lot of people don't even really exhibit signs of being sick until they're like told they are sick at the doctor so it's some kind of like psychological cause and effect as well uh, yeah okay. yeah that's there's definitely i think there's a there's a reality to that uh, most okay. generally don't want to go to the hospital and yeah, honestly <laughs> I do think that, it, to be completely honest, I think the most people that go to the hospitals are the ones that are illegals, the ones that never want to yeah. pay the bills in the first place. Yeah, you know, they, they don't uh, have to worry about general, it. I, I, I wish I was an illegal immigrant, man. I'd, I'd go fucking have everyone pay for all my shit all the time. It'd be great. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck, I'm about to go to Mexico and just be illegal down there. So you see if they show me the same person. Uh, I don't think that'll happen, but like uh, they do have good pharmacies down there. That's what I hear. Why yeah, don't you just get rid of all your documentation and show up in Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I have a social security number, so there's no way that they could really get be billed. Yeah, it's just aid to the taxpayer. Build to yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't even want to get into this. This is going to lead me just in a very angry, angry direction. <laughs> Not suitable down, down, for the show. Down there, they just put you in a labor camp. Yeah, yeah. If if only we could do that here. If only we didn't have uh, women voting. But anyway, I digress. Let's move on. Um. Sorry, this woman isn't voting. I, I should. <laughs> you should have. It's a waste of time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a waste of time for everybody to vote. In my yeah. opinion, yeah. the illusion of choice. That's that's how yeah. I feel too. Yeah, I don't I don't bother. Um, yeah, what will happen yeah. on the twenty fourth of September? Clearly, apparently, nothing. Nothing. Uh, um, I think there was some earthquakes going off. Uh, some people were talking about seeing like asteroids or some shit in the sky, but. Is that Russia didn't do shit yet, so I'm disappointed. I was waiting for some nukes to pop off. Maybe later. Well, you heard no, about I'm pretty Nord sure. Stream I'm pretty sure we. Too, right? Yeah, I was gonna say we're pretty sure we sabotaged Nord Stream on them. Yeah, yeah, because well, Biden said he was gonna shut it down like months ago, so I guess he was a man of his word. And for once, he he disabled a, a pipeline filled with natural gas, and it was overseas and not in America for once. You know. I agree, Corey. I agree, Corey. Don't give Mexicans anything. <laughs> <laughs> words to live by truly um <laughs> anyway um yeah I, I don't know i don't really feel like that poll's relevant anymore to be honest man i mean mexico <laughs> got hit by earthquakes but like that's a mexican problem uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah there's hurricane coming but that's past the date yeah uh, have you experienced a ghost? 33% yes, 33% said no, ghosts aren't real, 33% said no, but I want to. I don't know why you'd want to, man. Like, it, I, I don't like it, man. I've, I've, I've yeah. encountered three ghosts, and I, I'm not a fan of being near them. I am not either, at all. It is not fun, actually. Yeah, it's like if you you can't really interact with it. If I can't suck it up in a vacuum cleaner and throw it in the fucking trash, I don't really want to interact with a ghost. The containment unit. <laughs> yeah, throw that yeah, throw the fucker out. I've seen a ghost myself personally. I don't believe. I'm wow. trying. Well, well, I didn't believe in them, but like seeing them like had to make me like uh, rethink. Exactly. My... 
Well, no, I've, I've had people try to take me to places where they actually said they encountered the ghost and all that. I've yeah, never but even like all of those life. places, even all those places that are infamous for a lot of activity, not every single person that goes to that place every single time experiences something. But it, it usually for people like you, there comes something that happens in your life that it changes everything that you think because it is undeniable. You can't fucking um, explain it, and you have to start oh, oh, oh. like considering something else. So I, uh, so, I want to go to the Stanley Hotel no matter what. That's all I know. Whether it's haunted or not, I still want to see it. I that mean, place. like I said, I, I've tried. I've, I've been to many places, but I've never, ever experienced anything. I, mean, I don't even know how to the only thing that I can say that I've been close to experiencing is just being by myself and feeling uncomfortable. But I've never oh. in my life seen uh, or experienced anything that I would say that was unexplainable. Okay, so you want to do a fun little, um, you could do a fun little experiment for yourself. And oh. you could take like your phone, okay? And just start, like, if you download, like, a voice recorder app, and just make sure that there's no other sounds going on, like, no AC or fans or your TV or whatever. So pretty much any sound that could possibly be going on in the recording, you can absolutely identify. Like, you're all, oh, that's a car driving by, or that's whatever. Um, and sit quietly, like, late at night, usually kind of has better results or in like the middle of the day, like 3 p.m. for some weird reason. Sit quietly yeah. in a room where there's no other oh, sound and start Just start talking and like, what you're gonna do is you're just gonna talk or not, you don't even have to talk, but if you're trying to get something to interact with you, it's a little bit better to try to address something, you know? Yeah. And then yes. after you record it for a while, Go back and put on good headphones and listen. And I shit you not, like, probably, like, seven times out of ten, you are going to hear some fucking voices in there. And you're going to be like, what was that? Was that a fucking whisper? Did isn't somebody this, say something? Isn't this called electronic voice phenomenon? Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just like a primitive EVP. But let me let me finish these polls up, Brandy, because oh. I know you got to go. So I want to do this. So that way we can get to what you know because you know a bunch of shit on the subject we're covering and I don't want to like I just go on the fly like I do so I'll just okay. either cut hey, out I just, I just want to like I just want to get what you I want to get what you have you know what I mean I don't want to like not I... not hear it <laughs> anyway uh, was Dave Chappelle <laughs> replaced 33% said no he got old and sold out 22% said yes by a clone. 22% yes by a crisis actor. 22% yes by a lookalike. I think he just sold out, dude. I think he just talked to some weird fucking there. black Israelites and they just got him to believe some dumb horse shit. I think he just got bored of trying and well, just like, figured I'd just say what I think. Fuck it all. I think I've seen the interview with the cousin and he started off seeing that Dave was like a devout Muslim. And then they said after he believed he was replaced, he was drinking alcohol and he changed religions and was like a Christian or some shit. Did that, that cousin recently die? Yeah, I heard that cousin is dead now, so I don't know if that's a coincidence or he just had like health problems, you know. Diabetes in that community and continue to eat like that, so well, I don't think it ever stops. 
He's always been in the left-leaning, the black is very light type mentality. You know, because he grew up in the fucking ghetto and all that shit. So he's yeah, always... I've talked to black Israelites, man. Like, well, yeah, they're, they're not like these cool right-wing like, people that we pretend they are. Well, I feel like he got a little more Christian right off the bat as soon as he bought up a ranch in Indiana or whatever that was. I think yeah. taking on that personal responsibility, learning that he need to honor and protect the Constitution in order to to look after himself and be independent just kind of led him that direction. You know, and people were getting on his ass about, you know, his changes, talking about, oh, you're doing this and you're doing that, when they didn't even understand. You know, it's the same thing with uh, Kanye West. You know, yeah. he fucking Similar. bought 14 fucking thousand acres, you know, in order to grow his, his entire fucking business from the seed to the product itself, instead of relying on everybody else. Like, that's a big step. He's also you know, already it, selling that Yeah. You know, and, and people, people got on his ass for what he was doing, and they didn't even understand. You could tell they couldn't understand. Yep. You know, because they can't go go past the surface level of shit. Leftists <laughs> cannot go past an inch of the surface level of anything. Yeah, they're all, all single-level they people. Just believe what they want to believe, and then fuck everybody else. All they know you is know. high time preference. <laughs> but anyway, that was the last of the polls, just so you guys know. All right, so, oh, so we'll be well, moving on to current events. So uh, state officials say that the initiated a wastewater surveillance program to detect and assess the spread of a virus after uh, residents of Rockland County tested positive in July. As of September 9th, the U.S. Centers of Disease Control Rockland Prevention County. was confirmed presence of polio in 57 samples. Uh, health officials believe the infected individual may have contacted the virus, which can cause paralysis through local transmission of uh, worry for the potential community spread. According to Hushul's uh, executive order, polio was last identified in New York in 1990, and her directive urges the state government to support municipalities, uh, localities and counties in their efforts to facilitate and administer vaccinations and tests for polio virus to prevent disease from continuing or, to spread. The or order we can just block off Rockland <laughs> County. Uh, yeah, access to vaccinations by broadening the group's uh, medical professionals who are allowed to administer shots. Emergency medical technicians, midwives, and pharmacists are along with uh, medical workers who may administer these vaccines and an authorization physicians and nurse practitioners to issue non-pad specific standing orders for immunizations. So uh, just according to saying, we're making it easier for New Yorkers to get the polio vaccine if they haven't already received it. And, yeah. Uh, uh, Hocho, <laughs> like wrote in a statement released on Twitter that the state's health department is ramping up its vaccination effort and EMTs and midwives and pharmacists can provide. So uh, Yay. rumors are swirling in the New York, D.C. that Huma Abedin has eyes on the White House become the first Muslim president and would have the Clinton machine behind her. Now, Abedin's family is tied to radical pro-Jihad Muslim Brotherhood in Saudi Arabia and Pakistan, but I think it would make her the second Muslim president because Barry Sotoro was the first Muslim president, and his brother is a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. He also had the Muslim Brotherhood removed from the terrorist watch list while he was president. Yeah. Just like Bill Clinton was the first black president, yeah. And, yep. uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. So a nursing home had been Something forced to apologize for hiring a stripper to perform 
for senior citizens in wheelchairs. The Taoyun Veterans Home, a state-run facility for retired Army personnel in Taiwan, paid the adult entertainer for a steamy show to celebrate Mid-Autumn Festival, an important holiday in the Chinese culture, whereby people gather to celebrate rice and wheat harvest of the season. Video of the raunchy performance, which took place last Thursday, was filmed by Nintendo and was posted to social media and quickly went viral. The kinky clip uh, shows a masked-up uh, erotic dancer clad in lacy lingerie, giving the elderly man a lap dance and thrusting her breast into his face. The man, didn't a, the man didn't appear to mind, however, and could be seen squeezing the woman's assets as she enthusiastically <laughs> writhed her body. Other nursing home residents oh clapped God. along enthusiastically, seemed to relish in the raunchy show. But senior care facility was hit with backlash. The subsequent released a statement saying the intention of the event was to entertain residents and make them happy. We are very sorry for the offense that it caused. I don't know if I was an old man, I think I would enjoy that too. Yeah, only rice harvest, only rice harvest I know about is when I go to Flushing Queens and hit on the Asian ladies. And my dick is hard. (laughs) Pause. Oh my. So a a nursing spokesman had added to the, the. uh, mid-autumn festival parties had been canceled at the nursing home in the previous years due to COVID pandemic. To lift the resident's spirits, he arranged for the stripper to perform the show. However, they like conceded that the erotic dancers' actions were too enthusiastic and fiery, and they would be more cautious when Whoa. planning such events in the future. They said there was also more uh, sedate game of bingo and some karaoke in the adjoining nursing home. Uh, so they said that uh, video shows the residents and the stripper remain COVID safe at all times, however, keeping face masks on throughout the erotic show. The Mid-Autumn Festival is one of the most important holidays in Asian culture in China. It's marked by reunions, uh, Thanksgiving for Harvest, and prayers of good fortune. So the annual event, which uh, this year fell on September 10th, also known as the Moon Festival or Mooncake Festival. I'm sure they got, got a handful of that mooncake. Oh, yeah. vanilla is how. So, <laughs> so prominent Trump supporter in the 2020 election integrity septic, Mike Lindell says he was stopped by the FBI Tuesday and had his cell phone seized while heading home from a hunting trip with a friend. Lindell said he, he had a Hardee's in Minnesota when uh, cars pulled up in front of us to the side of us and behind us. And I said, they're either bad guys or the FBI. Well, he's right on both accounts. And well, as it turns out, they were the FBI. And uh, Lindell is the latest Trump ally to receive a warrant or subpoena by the FBI. Last week, Biden's DOJ hit dozens of Trump aides and allies with subpoenas as part of their investigation efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 U.S. election claims of fraud that handed Joe Biden the White House as well as a run-up to the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot. Interesting how the Biden Department of Justice waited more than 18 months, right before the midterms, to initiate legal action against Trump. You know who hasn't been investigated or raided by the FBI? Mike Pence, and uh, you should think about that. Have a Nagila, baby. So it's not like him. Uh, here recently, the FBI admitted, or the DOJ admitted that uh, there was at least twenty-four uh, cell phone cell phones that they've taken from FBI agents of that whole situation. So at least. There is, there has been twenty four agents involved in that whole situation. So, yeah. so we have a new T shirt design up in the store in honor of the Pillow Man, Mike Lindell. So, woe to his enemies on Day of the Pillow. Yeah, I'm getting, and you shirt. can get it here at http colon forward slash forward slash t e e dot p u b 
forward slash LIC forward slash Atomic Shaman Trading Post. And other ways to support the show is if you want us to read your comments live on the show, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Atomic Shaman. You can do streamlabs.com atomic forward slash Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge 1 forward slash tip. And if you want to send an anonymous donation, you can go to paypal.com forward slash paypalme forward slash Atomic Shaman. Just makes my hands go rubby, rubby. I was gonna rubby. say, way to go. That was. I, mean, I, I, I had to work fair, it in there. I had to work fair, it in there. To be fair, the shirts are good. Like I bought one of the shirts. It was worth it. It's. It doesn't like fade Same. away. Like certain other people we know release shirts and they uh, just peeled right off immediately after being washed. Yeah. Like the, uh, I got, design. Uh, I believe James. Request. I believe James Campisi even has a uh, Heaven's Gate. Uh, volleyball tournament like a uh, championship t-shirt he's been wearing that one i do have a merch request if we can make a bumper sticker oh I we do, do have we do have bumper stickers mike oh, Lindell, my... my president 2024 oh no oh, someone scraped off my uh, christian single mothers against pitbulls bumper sticker that made me very sad <laughs> damn it well, you can also get refrigerator magnets if you don't like stickers and other stuff in the store so, uh, Department of Treasury's internal watchdog will audit the Internal Revenue Service to ensure that its own agents are paying their taxes. The audit was initiated at the request of Senator Joni Ernst following a Democratic plan for 87,000 new employees for its tax enforcement agency. Treasury Inspector General for the Tax Administration had previously found that hundreds of IRS employees may have failed to pay their own taxes, with some offering excuses such as they didn't know how. And some were even rehired for a second stint in the agency after being fired for willful failure to properly file their federal tax returns. Now, ironically, hundreds of these employees at the IRS himself may have willingly failed to pay their taxes. More than 300 of these are repeat offenders. Yet the tax agency did little to discipline the tax offenders on its own payroll. So before Biden's army of auditors start harassing innocent taxpayers, let's like first make sure that tax collectors have paid their own taxes. Earth wrote the Inspector General J. Russell George this summer voting that his office was founded in 2019 and that uh, 1,250 IRS employees have not paid their tax bills in full or on time, including hundreds of whom were willingly diligent or repeat offenders. And uh, the tax uh, collecting agency had done little to discipline these tax cheats on its own payroll, while Democrats and President Biden running through legislation to double size their workforce, conservatives or even nonpartisan congressional Budget offices expect to be more aggressive audits on the middle-class taxpayers. So innocent, hard-working Americans should not be subjugated to unfair and costly IRS audits when the agency is ignoring tax cheats on its own payroll. Uh, yeah, I'm going to skip the rest of this because this is kind of like a boring article anyway. So photos and videos out of a Canadian high school are going viral as they show a male teacher oh, wearing what yeah. appears to be a large prosthetic breast a full you of young students. Shocking media first began to circulate on Twitter earlier this week with multiple accounts showing a mobile phone video and stills of a shop teacher demonstrating on how to use a circular saw. We even got some photos that we'll share that you can see for those at home. Yeah, this story is a complete political stunt. Like, uh, oh, yeah. So the teacher is seen like wearing an extremely prominent prosthetic bust, which, which clearly outlines the nipples through this tight front shirt, and has been donning like a bright blonde wig and short shorts. Multiple photos and video have surfaced the same individual instructing young students, and all of them he is just wearing an oversized bust. 
Now, the media Certified is confirmed as uh, originating in Oakville, Trafalgar in high school in Oakville, Ontario. And the man has seen the photos and videos of his manufacturing technology instructor who allegedly began identifying as a woman last year. The teacher now goes by the name Kayla Lemieux. And the kids are here most definitely don't think it's normal, but realistically we can't say anything what students said on Twitter. Last year the teacher was a man. I don't think the school can fire him. Now, the Mio is listed as the facility directory on the OTHS website. His official school email address is also connected to a Google account, which has a photo visually verifying his identity. And I can't wait to see the video of those prosthetic ticks to get caught some moving machinery in that class. Now, according to 4chan, according to 4chan, they think this guy is playing the long con. So they were saying that well, last yeah. year he was he was yeah. reprimanded for like dropping red pills on the students and saying that gender neutral bathrooms were a, or a fucking joke. So so we're thinking this guy's doing this shit, hoping to get fired so he could turn around and sue for discrimination. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, uh, just, it has to be dangerous, dude. Being in a shop class with those badonk, you know, that's it's not good, man. Get hurt. I just can't believe. Like, I'm thinking about this. If your shop teacher did this in high school. I'm like a different time, different place, man. You would have had every student just making fun of him, be like, "Yo, teacher, Mister Bitch Tits, like what the fuck?" Oh, the number of people. Oh, he's wearing his mask. I mean, it. He wears his mask just like every fucking retard. Though. You notice it matches his shirt. Oh, oh my god! Stop. His, not, his wife dresses him up like this. <laughs> she picks it up right. for him. Is the dude married? Is he really? I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know, but there was like those videos of loud protests like the other day, like in Canada, they're having cops like trying to keep people away and shit. It was fucking hilarious, dude. So, I mean, it's got international attention. So, like, it, you know, I think they're gonna put some pressure on the school. As far as I know, Jonathan Yaniv's not in jail yet, so we'll just leave it at that. So, like, in terms of like what Canadians are willing to do, you think that like he'd let the students touch his tits if they were curious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, I'm really Jesus. curious what the limits are here. I mean, they're the, that's that's what those people are like. So yeah, I can right, I can only imagine what that would sound like. Because they're trying to make map uh, a protected identity too. So you know, that's the slippery slope we're shooting for. So a Florida employee of Chick Fil A rushed to the rescue of a mother and her baby when a man attempted to carjack the mother's car. Oh, yeah. Police announced Wednesday that Michael Gord ran towards the mother's car after she had taken the child out of the car. And William Branch, 43, of uh, Dufiniac Springs, brandishing a stick, allegedly seized the keys from her waistband. Branch then got in the car as a woman screamed for help, prompting Gordon to yank the branch out of the car and then struggle with him on the ground. A major shout-out to this young man for his courage. The Okaloosa Sheriff's Office tweeted uh, accompanying a video of the incident. Matthew Sexton, who runs the Chick-fil-A branch in Fort Walton Beach, where the incident occurred, told CNN that I'm grateful for my amazing team member, Michael Gordon, who selflessly jumped to the intervene and helped with our guest. I couldn't be prouder of his incredible act of care. And after Gordon tackled branch, other employees joined in the effort to subdue the subject. And it's only a matter of time before we hear about Chick-fil-A employees performing miracles and becoming canonized. Oh, no, man. Chick-fil-A is still goy slop. To be honest, all goy slop. It sounds like you don't like Chick Fil A. <laughs> Did you have a bad man. experience? No, it's overrated. It's just very overrated. Uh, it is pretty overrated. 
So, <laughs> just keeps playing it. So a Houston woman is under arrest for allegedly posing as a Russian agent while threatening to kill a federal judge overseeing the record battle between the former President Trump and the Department of Justice. Tiffany Shea Gish left three threatening voicemails to use the district Judge Eileen Cannon's chamber phone, according to a criminal complaint filed Tuesday. Cannon uh, recently ruled in Trump's favor, determining a special master must be named to sift through the materials that the DOJ seized in its August 8th raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago in Florida. Trump is marked for assassination, and sorry you, Gish allegedly said on one of the messages left September 1st. You're full of shit, and I'm going to fucking have you shot myself. I've already ordered snipers and a bomb for your fucking house. Gish identified herself as a Russian agent named Evelyn Salt, a character from the 2010 Angelina Jolene movie Salt. And she was said to be in charge of a nuclear for the government. She also claimed to be a federal agent and Trump's hitman who had a license to kill, according to the complaint. FBI agents interviewed <laughs> Gish three days later when she allegedly admitted taking calls from her cell phone and also confirmed that a Facebook account in which similar threats were made were also hers. Gish was charged in federal court in Houston with influencing a, with a federal official by threat and interstate communications with threat to kidnap or injure apparently has a history of bizarre behavior. Magistrate Judge uh, Peter Bray on Friday ordered her detained pending trial, saying that she appears to suffer from severe mental impairments with symptoms, including paranoia and delusions. Now, prosecutors say her past conduct shows delusional conduct where she claimed to be a CIA agent, a Navy SEAL, an Army Ranger, and someone familiar with nuclear weapons or war, all while intermixing threats to public officials such as former President Donald Trump and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Now, I'm saying she's not a schizo, but I just think her MK Ultra training just wasn't effective. It's probably uh, legit. Never! <laughs> How many confirmed kills? That's the real question. Right. So. So, so an Indonesian man who wound a metal ring around his penis during an experiment with his friends discovered <laughs> that the hospital oh. had to remove it using a terrifying piece of equipment. The 38-year-old man complained to the hospital of severe penile pain, acknowledging the ring had been wound around his penis for 10 hours and that at first it slipped off easily before it got stuck. It is unclear when the incident occurred. In order to remove it, the hospital had to resort to using an electric grinder after the grinder sawed through the metal. Uh, pliers oh were used God. to remove the ring completely. An article about the case in the journal Urology Case Report stated that metal cutting equipment required heat. However, to prevent burns, the metal must be cooled, so the penis must be protected during the cutting, although access is uh, difficult due to a narrow gap between the metal and the penile skin. The penile oh ring entrapment was removed with an electric grinder, and continuously saline injections were used to like reduce the heat, the report said. The metal plate was inserted between the ring and the penile skin the to prevent the burn the or oh, pressure yeah. injury. The key Why didn't there? they just dip the dick I don't. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I feel like uh, maybe they just really want like to take the hard route to scare his ass. They were like, "Fuck this yeah. guy." I, I thought like no, uh, Indonesia was like a very Muslim country, so that must have been like very shocking it's for like the medical people to see. <laughs> Goal in the day. So, I guess we're going to start uh, talking about the reason why you came here is this uh, Children of God cult. So, uh, Brandy, you've got some stuff for us? Okay, well, no, 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 I have to go to the <laughs> No, can you talk about a different part? 
Okay, I'll, I'll start, and then I guess let's jump in as you need to. Okay. <laughs> so the Children of God, later known as the Family, and now the Family International, began in the 1960s. The cult blended Christian rhetoric and the illusion of forward-thinking free love to attract people who are disillusioned as the hippie movement dwindled. As noted by the last podcast on the left... It was one of the many cults formed in California at the time, including Scientology and the Manson family. The Children of God is characterized by the rampant sex abuse and sexualization of children. Children of God abused all of its members, including and children were no exception. So early on, many were lured into the group by teens singing pop songs and handing out coffee and snacks. At one time, there was 10,000 members worldwide. According to the BBC, there are about like 1,500 members today, and the movement continues as a small online network. So David Berg was the leader of the Children well, of God. And the luring, they sent out girls to lure them. They called them flirty fishers. Yeah. Flirty fishing. Flirty fish. I wonder if he flirty ever had fisher. a relation with Robert Berg, though. That, that's kind of always been a, a thought in the back of my mind. So the origins of the system of control that he used on his followers were in his childhood. So Berg's mother believed in spiritual healing, even though he had a healer come to the family home and treat Berg as an infant. Now later, his family became involved in the Pentecostal movement. When Berg was six, the family moved to Miami and started the Berg Evangelistic uh, Dramatic Company. His mother acted as the preacher, and his father was a choreographer and music director. The blending of music and faith would later appear in The Children of God. So Berg had a lifelong obsession with sex. And his family was abusive, so frequently shaming and abusing their son for exploring himself sexually, he often used his uh, inappropriate and sensuous relationship with his family to justify the way people of all ages were abused by a cult. As an adult, he uh, experimented with different religious movements. Uh, he became a minister and quickly forced to give up his position at his first church as an adult. Uh, I mean, as, as Berg claimed that the town had resisted allowing American Indians of the congregation. But others said that he was ran out of town after allegations of sexual misconduct. He spent time working with a faith healer and then an evangelist, and then independently with his children performing as teens for Christ. Now, meanwhile, Berg's mother preached to hippie youth about Christ. Ultimately, Berg joined her, and then after her death, he expanded. Uh, Berg sometimes called Moses David by his followers, preached anti-establishment beliefs to his followers. And he also prophesied the end of the world. The cult uh, leader told his followers that the apocalypse was coming, saying that evil would fall and the congregants would be lifted to heaven. So the followers of the children of God were told to expect the apocalypse in 1993. And they had lived their lives as soon as uh, they would be soon over. So uh, children were barely educated, as it was seen unnecessary and so close to the end of the world. Many of these prophecies that Berg shared were racist, as reported by the L.A. Times. He convinced his followers that there was a conspiracy between Jewish and black Americans to ruin the world. Uh, David Berg was almost never seen by members of the Children of God, as reported by the L.A. Times, even though uh, photos of him were altered to conceal his appearance, often with a lion's uh, face placed over his. Still, Berg was in constant communication with his followers, what came as the Mo Letters. So Mo Letters was uh, because uh, Berg's nickname, Moses David, were physical documents distributed among his followers. They contained doctrine that everyone in the cult 
was required to follow. Some, uh, like uh, the Christmas monster, included prophecies about the end of the world. Others, like the girl who wouldn't, uh, functioned like a twisted deer ab- for Abby. And uh, Berg responded to letters from his members and gave them instructions. Many included illustrations that resembled pornographic comic book covers, according to xfamily.org, a group that provides resources to former members that was archived the Mo letters Berg wrote more than 3,000 during his lifetime. So uh, members of the Children of God, every minute detail in their lives was controlled by rules set by Berg from how many sheets of toilet paper they should use. They were split into 12 groups uh, inspired by the 12 tribes of Israel. So each had a different role, such as cleaning or cooking for the cult. Some members were even given new names. Traditional families weren't valued to the children of God. Instead, everybody was a member of one large family with Berg as a sinner. Everything was broken down so the parents didn't have control in raising their children. Jeanette Solano, the associate professor of the religious studies of Cal State Fullerton, told the LA Times that parental authority was abdicated to the community. Uh, the best food supplies went to the high-ranking members. The majority had to get by with what was left. They were never permitted to be alone, even in the bedroom or the bathroom. Members read Bible passages over loudspeakers and prepped for the end of days. So uh, from teens uh, to, for Christ to members of singing pop songs for people to talk about Jesus, Children of God had always been entwined with music. Early in the 1980s, with the rise of music videos, the cult created numerous broadcasts. Its videos were advertised as hours of delightful and wholesome entertainment, according to her interview. The, in the docu-cursories, the, the cults and extreme belief the show that they put together were broadcast internationally. Later, the cult insisted that Amy remain in the music unit, but her parents like returned to France alone in a foreign country. She recorded songs almost daily, used music a lot in their lifestyle and their evangelicism. Brill explains to the documentary that some songs uh, recorded by Children of God were simply Christian rock, but others specifically discuss the group's extreme beliefs in the lyrics. One such song is called Kathy Don't Go, which foretells of a dystopian future where everyone has a barcode, which the cult equated to the sign of the beast on their body and urged the titular character not to go to the supermarket. So the Children of God took uh, Freelong to an extreme. Uh, The BBC explained that David Burke told members that God was love and love was sex. So there should be no limits regardless of age or relationship. Now, through uh, his Mo letters, Berg promoted a doctrine referring to simply as sharing. It advised members to be intimate with other group members who wanted to at any time. I was convinced that it was like a duty of former member Sylvia Padilla explained in a documentary about her family's experience. Sometimes you were revolted, but if you were asked and you refused, you were going to be labeled a selfish, unloving, and uncaring, and then you didn't really belong. So contraception was forbidden. So many women became pregnant, often by men who weren't their husbands. As a case of Berg's wife, Karen Zerby, Berg herself shared uh, with many women in the cult. And members uh, often frequently corresponded with Berg by sending him videos that they recorded of themselves, which are sometimes pornographic in nature. The doctrine of sharing and the old strategy of boring in new members with snacks and songs uh, coined in a policy that they called flirty fishing or FFing. I, I wonder if they could just call it double effing, you know, because it doesn't. I mean, the way it's written, you don't know it's how they said it. As, right. uh, as stated in the Susan Rain's article, Ferdy Fishing and the Children of God, the sexual body is a site of proselytization and salvation. Uh, Ferdy Fishing was a practice that they encouraged female members to proselytize using their sexuality as a tool to attract new male members. And this was a policy that exceeded across the board to all women in the group. Married women with children were expected to go out flirty fishing. 
In fact, according to Rolling Stone, the first woman to go Freddy fishing was Karen Zerby, David Berg's wife. So she reported to learn ballroom dancing and went to clubs to seduce other lonely affluent men and lure them into the cult. While well, homes turned into pretty much brothels, a former cult member, Sylvia Padilla, said, describing a mo letter that stated members should make it pay, encouraging uh, female members to charge for sex while flirty fishing. Women who brought a mini men into the cult uh, this way were also given titles Soul Shriners. They so, would they would literally have, I guess you, I guess you would say, uh, trustees that would go out and look for people that were lonely, you know, and seem lonely. You know, the types that walk walk around with your head down, you know, sit by themselves and try to befriend them and get them into the cult as well. To be honest, it just comes across as a big tail cult. <laughs> it comes across as like a big tail cult, but the Chomo stuff kinda <laughs> kinda goes a little too far. So, so Karen Zerby joined the Children of God when there were only about 125 followers. So at this time, the group still had uh, conservative views on sex forbidding, even hand-holding before marriage. David Berg was married to a woman named Jane. They had four children, according to Rolling Stone. So Zerby became Berg's personal secretary as she controlled every aspect of her life, including her diet and appearance. And within a few months, Berg began an affair with Zerby and soon began promoting polygamy, using the Bible's justification for taking yeah. his second wife soon after. The cult was endorsing sharing, so Zerby gained power and influence in the children of God, and Berg took more wives and brought more women to the inner circle, including his own granddaughter, Mary Berg. Later, like she would describe her treatment as a Berg as barbaric and cruel. Zerby to became be known as Mother Maria, which she took after writing the Mo letters as Berg got older. After his death, she became the leader of the cult and even introduced her own doctrine. One new practice under Zerby was loving Jesus or imaginary intimacy with Christ himself. As is spelled out in a doctrinal paper from Family International, this revelation recommended men engage in spiritual lovemaking with Jesus and said that they yeah, should man. mentally play the role of being a weak, meek woman, his bride, to avoid yeah, deviating dude, dude. from heterosexuality. It's one thing to start a cult, but like if you join a cult, like you're just joining an organization for someone else to fuck your wife. Like, that, that's what uh, it's all about, man. Cults exist so people can fuck your wife. Whoever no, the cult leader is, he gets to fuck your wife. Like, that that's cults. That. I mean, that's, I mean, some people like it, some people join because they want power. So, you know, they're willing to play the game so they can try and get to the, as far as the top as they want. They get know? their wife fucked in the process, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in 1978, the Children of God rebranded to the Family of Love, or just the Family. Later in 2004, the Children of God changed its name to the Family International via xfamily.org. So after Berg's death in 1994, the cult continued under the control of Karen Zerby, who is also known as Mother Maria, Mama Maria, or Queen Maria. But the name changes, the new leader was not enough to erase the impact of years of abuse of former members. According to Rolling Stone, Zerby's son, Ricky Rodriguez, had at one time been trumpeted as the Messiah. He left the Christian, uh, the children of God, but was never able to fully move on from things that happened to him and his brothers. In 2005, Rodriguez tried to track down Zerby, but was only able to get in contact with her secretary, Angelina Smith, who stated that had abused him, but Rodriguez killed Smith and died by suicide the same night. The Family International did everything they could to distance themselves from Rodriguez's memory. The BBC reported that the cult, which was once reported to have over 10,000 members worldwide, is now just a small online community, according to xfamily.org. 
which shows uh, archived documents, leaked photographs of the cult. Karen Zerby was last seen in Mexico in 2010, and her current whereabouts are unknown. Yep. That's what they say. So, uh... so you did like a little dive on the artist guy who made all these magazines or did the artwork for these uh, pamphlets, Beard? Yeah, yeah. I did a little bit of research here. Uh, a lot of what you're saying explains some of the stuff I had questions about. Uh, but yeah, uh, you're going to catch me reiterating a little bit of the stuff you have here, but uh, but let's go over this. So uh, I, I, de- I, I definitely believe that they know exactly, just like the Epstein shit, you know, fuck YouTube, but just like that shit. I mean, they, I believe they know exactly where they're at. They just fled the goddamn country and they have enough money to pay off fucking people to get them off the back. Oh yeah, the deniability game. That's not surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't be surprising. But uh, yeah, yeah. So the two key artists that they kept using in the beginning of the this whole thing with their publications were Eamon Artist and Jacob Cartoon. Uh, I couldn't find out who the hell Jacob Cartoon was. Uh, these are both uh, pseudonyms for their actual artists. That, that's what I'm thinking. These guys were probably ghosting under you know fake names, considering oh, the nature of the work. Um, yeah, and I have a feeling, well, between me and Klaus, we probably, we probably could do some inside searching to figure out who Jacob Cartoon is, because we know some people, but... Yeah. Uh, take a lot of time and effort. Fuck that. So I just stuck with what I could find. Uh, Eamon Artist, though, um, his actual name is Hugo Albert Westville Jr. Um, yeah, his pseudonyms are Eamon Artist. He also used Snowy and Al Eastman. Uh, he was born on January 9th, 1950. He's still alive and kicking today. Grew up in Texas. Uh, and his artwork is most recognizable from the stuff he did for Mo Letters and uh, Flirty Fishing. Um, let's see, on August 31st, 1971, he was married to Sherry Lacey uh I'm going to screw up this last name. Bacchus, B-A-C-H-U-S. At the age of 15, she was married to him. And her nickname in the family was Hope. Uh, They divorced May 13th, 1994. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, Eamon, or rather, uh, whatever, Westful was also married to a, a girl named Genesis. Uh they had a baby between each other um, and its skull was fractured um, which we call it Mo or Berg whoever we want to leader cult leader man uh, accused Genesis of being a witch and the baby's death uh, was Genesis fault uh, Westful uh, goes ahead and publishes demonic depictions of Genesis after this and some of the Mo letters and other things um, but it was revealed later on that Westful actually did abuse the baby and uh, fractured its skull in a fit of rage. Oh, um, yeah. Um, and Westful was uh, known to have uh, molested several children inside of the family. Um, he was treated as a, you know, quote, special. Uh, and it's important to understand that in the hierarchy of this, this, this cult, there are specials. Um, the specials 
are basically sequestered into a lifestyle of being, let's say, overworked and unsocialized uh, with the assistance of, of women around them all the time. Um, yeah, yeah, that'll do that. They'll do that. They like to nitpick. That'll that'll happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was excommunicated for repeatedly... You know, they, they had people that would go out and try to recruit, you know, especially females, that would go and try to recruit for the whole, you know, cult. And they would look for these people, like I said, that were alone, you know, that seemed lonely, that seemed like they needed somebody to talk to, and they would just, you know, co court or coerce them into getting into the cult. Hmm. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that. But uh, but uh, Westville was excommunicated by the cult for repeatedly physically abusing women and children. Uh, he had beaten up every woman that was given to him uh, to live with or help him or partner with. And he'd been known for throwing and beating children, uh, including occasions where he literally threw children across the room. Uh, so he got excommunicated for his abuse against these kids, you know. In spite of the fact that this whole community of people are abusers, he was exceptionally violent, and they weren't interested in putting up with him. Uh, but even still, he continued to hire Westville, I guess freelance work, um, for the Mo Letters and the Flirty Fishing. Uh, he was reinstated to the group, uh, and then left himself in the 1990s. Uh continued to work still and I think he still does to this day as far as I could tell uh, just freelancing for them um, still publishing internal documents as far as I can tell as of 2010 Westville appears to have done a handful of paintings uh, being sold as prints online and other places uh, his original works of art are you know uh, being sold rapidly enough when they go to sale that you can even go on the internet to look for the original paintings and find dead or ghost listings of them. They move so frequently when they come up for auction and just move so rapidly that um, you're not going to get a hand on them unless you got a lead on, on the auction. That, that's um, very but, interesting. I kind of wondered, like, is all of his work like pornographic or like erotic in nature or is it something else? No, the the paintings and stuff he does independently. Um, uh, the the titles of three of them, if you want to take a look at them, are Woodland Friend. It's a little girl being licked by a calf. Uh, it's actually a really good oh. painting. Um, you know, like lick her head to be clear. Does he take commissions or <laughs> or what? How's his work? Is he like one of those guys that's gonna get stuck drawing furry stuff? I wasn't able to find any, any information on immediately contacting him. So as far as I can tell, he's self-sustained, and, and I suppose he's doing this for his own independent money. Yeah, I don't think he's uh, a furry artist, but like I hear like some of your average furry artists like on commissions plus their Patreon make like close to 20000 a month. But, uh, yeah, yeah, two they, of the, the furries pay good. That's why I was saying that. <laughs> but anyway. No, two of the other uh, paintings you can find in print are golf. Uh... Gisley, Gisley, G-I-C-L-E-E, um, and Texas Ranger, um, and quite right. I was surprised to see that his his painting independently is. You would have never guessed that this guy's background was shit as hell, 
you know what I mean? Uh, just looking at his artwork uh, that he's doing independently in painting. But uh, discussing Mo Letters more specifically, um, uh, that was the name, of course, for the internal distributed document that would go around to everyone. And Westful was the key artist in it. Um, the other guy, uh, what is it, Jacob Cartoon, was also featured in it. And he largely appeared to act as, like, the editor, unless other artwork was needed by someone other than Westful. Um, and all of the illustration is what we would call editorial or spot illustration. It's all black and white, but it's only ever, like, a square filling a space, unless it's something like a cover. Um, so there's a surprising uh, lack of artwork relative to most people you'd see having worked over that period of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking, like, realistically, like, let's just say you were even just doing a Sunday cartoon. You'd have a comic strip every fucking week. This guy did the equivalent of that level of artwork every month or so. So I don't know if he was just banging chicks left and right and then cranking out artwork once in a while. It was so bad that he had to fucking take that long to draw it. But the style I'm kind of wondering if, like, he did this stuff for the cult, and then he did his like regular payday stuff, like on the side, you know, under his real name, you know, so he could. Right. With the like, I wonder how much money they would give him. Something. I wonder, and like, what was going on there? You know, probably but good enough. Company. I mean, I mean, if they paid him well enough, yeah, he he did the work. He's just like, okay, they, that's a good rate. You know, I'll do whatever that's they what want. I'm saying. It's like, you know, if he's looking at this from like a mercenary point of view, they they could have just thrown a fuck ton of money at him. But yeah, I would I would think that he was doing his own thing, you know, because he was the leader of it. He ran all that. Like he he and he ran with a uh, strong iron fist, you know. And I think he had his from just listening uh, his own thing on his own side too. Yeah, Luke gave some good info in chat, by the way. I don't know if you saw that, Klaus, but but. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to say it appears that he was in direct communication with Karen Zerby, not uh, not Berg. Um, uh, Berg was giving the uh, transcripts or whatever direction uh, to Zerby, and she was um, instructing Westfall. Yeah, it sounds like she was like it, the it, editor, it you know. And... She, yeah, the acting editor, as it were. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, and... When the whole thing started, they were called World Services. Um, and World Services was used for transcriptions, security, and editing. So there is a question as to what other businesses they had actually functioned or done work for because it was a particularly high security uh, editing and transcription service. You know what I mean? It's entirely possible that other cults organizations are hell even the government could have used them because of the confidentiality being wrapped up in the way their business yeah. exercise services um but yeah but primarily they're known for their internal distribution of, of publications uh there was a regular one called the new wine which was a prophetic uh uh diatribe from berg about his realizations whenever it came out and everyone was supposed to take it as faith uh, and, and practice it. Uh, and it would be titled D.O. or Disciples Only. 
Um, so it's kind of like a top secret classification kind of thing that they use. But for the yeah, their version um, of it anyway. With with what we know about these alphabet organizations, you know, of course, I'm pretty sure that they were deep involved in all these because I mean, it had to be right. Yeah, you know, and they it, it, they've got too much of a reputation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, but yeah, ever since uh, Berg died, uh, Zerby and the guy she's with, Stephen Kelly, uh, have been running the whole publication process and everything themselves together. Um, and they replaced Mo letters with letters. They're still publishing it just as letters. Um, and good news is also still being published, and that's I think the monthly update they get, uh, which is a collection of testimonies and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, yeah, it's just mostly meant to inspire people and explain doctrine changes. Um, and they both uh, the messages of prophecy foretold by Jesus or dad, I'm going to put dad in quotes there, Moses, David, or Berg, speaking beyond the grave are what they allege is being published in the current uh, version of good news, specifically. Um, yeah, and World Services did have to reorganize itself and become uh, uh, the Family International. Uh, and that was in 2010. Uh renaming it, yeah, abbreviated TFI services. So as far as we know, they're still doing uh, high security handling and editing editing and the stuff for other companies as well. Um, and, yeah, and, and all the artists haven't died yet. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, the members of the unit that are ascribed to working for TFI services are all considered specials because of their talents. And so they have to be sequestered or whatever that is. Um, yeah. And they're typically required to work a minimum of 48 hours per week. Um, and that's definitely reinforced by the organization too. Um, during the referendum, they also had to change from being an international body with, uh, whatever it is, more than 100 sites worldwide uh, to localize itself. And so now they're they're organized as three main locations in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, which Sketchy. Is, <laughs> yeah, which is what? allegedly where... <laughs> I was about to say, that's, that's a very interesting location, you know. Uh... I'm not going to dox anyone, but I'll leave it at Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is allegedly know. where Zerby and Steve Kelly are living. Yeah, um, I think it's where Doctor uh, Linda Moulton House lives too. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, if, if, if some of the examples of uh, the rules and restrictions that were part of being employed there, like they actually have a written set of descriptions here for restrictions. The following rules and restrictions apply only to members of SW or the the Family International Services. Now, new mothers are required to give their babies to childcare workers and go back to work full time when the baby was six is six months until that time the mother could work part days but after the baby was included 
the daily commute with the other children uh, to a separate it's school funny. building. That Yeah, I'm like, and this goes on. There's a whole bunch of stuff that outlines the actual rules they're going to follow. WS members could not maintain blogs, Facebook, or Twitter accounts, or other social media. Um, so the matter of not being able to find this information on them is mm. a matter of control within the organization. They don't actually allow the special. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like they don't want the outside influences, and then like they don't want the children outfit, uh, you know, being raised by their own mother. So it's like you're going to belong yep. to the cult, not to your mother. So yeah. It yeah, sounds like they've got their control it. mechanism It's like down. public school. Yeah, but full Out- time. Yeah. All the time. Out- outgoing email is to be censored by WS mail checkers. So they're going ahead and uh, straight up checking all your stuff. Like, illegal? Couldn't you just be like, yeah, bro, you can't do that, and like they'll get in trouble to do that? I mean, I know I that they're mean, in a cult, but... If it's a matter of contract, then, then I don't know. Uh... Let's see. All other family members, uh, incoming WS members, are required to take HIV and STD tests. Um, you know, and this goes on. Uh, there's a good bunch of them. Well, that um, makes sense. I mean, and, and, like the, like nothing like a bad case of monkeypox to wipe out the last remaining members of the cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then in regards to the flirty fishing... Like, again, mostly illustrated by uh, 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 Eamon. But, uh, yeah, um, the reason it got the name Flirty Fishing is because it was inspired by Matthew 419, where Jesus says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Oh, okay, um, that, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's that's where it's inspired from. Uh, and, and women partaking in flirty fishing are known as God's whores and hookers for Jesus. So so I saw like one of the comic book covers and it said God's whores because I, I was looking at like through the comic book covers, you know, for these pamphlets and saying yeah. I'm gonna use one of the, I was like, I'm gonna use one of these titles for like the show episode. I was like, oh I can't use God's whores. That looks a little bit, you know, too controversial but okay, that'd be fucking lit if you could, man. That'd be fucking beast. <laughs> well they justify the practice as a matter of um, uh, practicing a method of witness. Or witnessing, yeah, uh, which landed to sex with strangers for donations, and collecting fees for escort services and all that kinds of stuff. Uh, babies born in the practice of flirty fishing were called Jesus babies, uh, and it's estimated that more than uh, two hundred and twenty-three thousand fish were loved sexually in the time flirty fishing was practiced. Oh shit. Um, David, uh, yeah, I'm going to say Berg's uh, rationale for the practice is explained thusly. I found some quotage. In the the latter part, yeah, in the latter part of the 70s and the 80s, responding in part to the sexual liberty of that time period, presented the possibility of trying out more personal and intimate form of witnessing. Which became known as flirty fishing or FFing at the time. This offered the challenging proposal that since God is love and his son Jesus is the physical manifestation and embodiment of God's love for humanity, then we as Christian recipients of that love 
are in turn responsible to be living samples to others of God's great, all-encompassing love. Living taking, petri dishes. Yeah, taking the Apostle <laughs> Paul's <laughs> taking the Apostle Paul's writings literally. Uh, that saved uh, that saved Christians are dead to the law um, through faith in Jesus. I arrived at the rather shocking conclusion that Christians were therefore free through God's grace to go to great lengths to show the love of God to others, even as far as meeting their sexual needs. Like and, I said, phallic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's the rationale in a nutshell. Yeah. God. <clears throat> And yeah, it was primarily ended because of fear of AIDS in the eighties. Um, but well, if they were that, straight, they would have to worry about that. I'm just saying. Yeah, and if you're interested in seeing what the documents, like the mo letters, the fishing, all that stuff, actually looks like, what it looks like is a, a cover, uh, a black and white illustration of some kind. They're not all dirty. Some of them are just cheesy, half religious pictures. But they all have whatever written on the front of them. Um, and then when you get into the body of it, it literally reads like bulletin points. Single paragraphs numbered one, two, three, four, five, and so on, with the opening sentence being capsed and underscored or you know, or underlined. Um, and if you go to the ex-family website, there's a category of family publications. If you want to find all of this stuff so you can see it yourself, it's out there. Um, but I thought seeing as a, 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 the times we live in are so complicated, I might enlighten our audience and yourselves with a wonderful partial read of male or female. Which are you? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how interested you are in discovering whether you're male or female, but, uh, you know, there's some good stuff here. Like, number three, men can get so <laughs> horny, they'll even kill to get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, there are some really fantastic ones down here. Uh, 20. To a man, the greatest proof of a woman's love is love making. It doesn't matter if she can cook and be the best housekeeper in the world, the best mother, or even a good businesswoman. <laughs> like it just goes on. I'm like, so it's really crazy to see what this guy really thinks about shit, and people are ascribing it to their goddamn lifestyle. So oh, basically, man. it doesn't matter if the woman has skills or not. As long as she can take a dick, she's good. <laughs> That's oh. what I got. And, and, it's basically just the hood. It's basically hood classifications. Like in the hood, they're just like shit, man. Oh, and you'll like this one. <laughs> the injustice of the U.S. laws is that the courts will give the woman all of these things that she wanted in the first place: the house, the furniture, the car, the income, and the children. And she can kick the man out with absolutely nothing. Like this guy goes on. It is some fantastic. We're we're, we're uh, out posting, but it's actually 
worse. It's a lot worse than normal MGTOW posting, to be honest. <laughs> Number 43 here. Male fish can be satisfied with a mere nibble or a bite, a mouthful or belly full of bait, whereas a female fish wants the fisherman, the tackle, the trap, and the whole darn boat. Oh, yeah. It's some magical stuff. Uh, I was reading one off to Windigo earlier that's all about how to deal with teen marriage. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's burka time. Oh, this is is pretty much white Sharia. (laughs) Inshallah, inshallah. It's starting to sound like it. But yeah, (laughs) and in the flirty fishing, I got God's whore here, you know. On the cover of that is just like a woman over a dude. They look like they're embracing in bed. It's not too filthy. But you know, it's still some whacked out shit. Um... Yeah, yeah, um, and, and and you will find, he will write stuff that's, um, let's just say inappropriate, um, I'm not sure how much describing I can do with the other one I was talking about, and I think it was, oh, what was it called, um, a little girl from heaven, or something like that, where oh. he's naked in bed, uh, with another woman in a 10-year-old girl comes into the room, I'll leave it there. Oh, that's, that's horrible. Yeah, dude, yeah, it's, dude. it's bad. It's just as bad as you think. Yeah, we better not get any further away. Yeah, I'm not going to go there, but I will leave you with this that one was how we <laughs> From God's Whore, number 27, God is a pimp. How about that? <laughs> Boom! He's the greatest one there is. He used his church all the time to win souls and win hearts. To him, to attract them to him. There you go. God Just is big so pimping. Oh, that, that's Just like that's like that speech know. from uh, Coming to America where he says, uh, "The Lord is the Hugh Hefner on the high." Oh God, <laughs> and and it's rich. Like I have another rich one up shit. in front of me, America the whore, and I'm sure he means that in positive context the way he talks. Yeah, he's fucking out there. There's just no way that's negative through this guy's. No, lens. no. Yeah, but to have a good time, I'm like, I, I should, I'll leave the link in, in, in the comic comments under our description for this thing, because right. anyone that wants to have a good time watching some whacked out shit, you know, enjoy it. I don't think I want to. It depends on your definition of a good time, that's for sure, but. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm scared. <laughs> oh, you'll also be excited to discover if you read more of the shit he's anti-Semitic. Well, of That's course. the best thing about the guy, to be fucking honest. Everything he else about him is horrible. Really also, wild he shit. But there you go. And he's got, um, uh, what's her face? Uh, still publishing the shit. So, uh... Uh, I haven't looked into the new stuff, but I'm sure it's in line with the old stuff. <clears throat> so, Brandy, are you ready for your presentation now? Sure. I don't really have much of a presentation. Um, <laughs> you would think that I could have come up with one in like the last three tries to get this show going, but <laughs> frankly, I we've talked about it 17 different times already. But oh. 
Well, just um, wait for anything we missed. I don't know, man. Um, well, as far as the children of God, there's a couple of pretty well-known celebrities that grew up in the cult. Although, oh yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, we had the um, with the Joaquin and River Phoenix. Yeah, how many Joaquin celebrities River are there? There's actually a lot more celebrities that you realize that grew up in just necessarily this one. Um, so Joaquin and River Phoenix, of course. There's them. They're pretty infamous to have come from this cult. Um, they talked about uh, River Phoenix's early life a lot after he died, and now you can't really find a whole like too much about it. Like regarding him, you can find the generalized information. Um, and Rose McGowan grew grew up in the same cult, except for she came from the Italy chapter and her dad actually ran that little sect and um she's talked a little bit about when they got out of it because that the founder guy he started really pushing the child love and child abuse and when i guess that happened it left a pretty bad taste in a lot of the longer members you know mouth for lack of a better way to put it um (laughs) It left a bad taste, <laughs> and it wasn't so predominant. I'm, I would hate. I would have to assume that it was still there to some degree. But <clears throat> this guy really wanted to like pull the power from child fucking and uh, beating whatever it was, beating kids into submission and it, teaching them their like to uh, get it on with each other at very young ages. And so Rose McGowan, they ended up fleeing. Like, she kind of has a little interview about it. It's from, I haven't looked around to see if there's a whole lot, but. Yeah, I saw that clip where she was saying that they were just taken out of the middle of the night and her dad dragged her by the hand through these fields until they ended up at a farm. And then they hit out there and people are trying to break in and kill them and shit. Like they hid out yeah. there for like for several days, like almost starving and shit before the people left and then they fled some more. Yeah, bled in, bled out, man. And then they came over here, they fled to America and I think they went to Oregon, if I remember correctly. Um and then from what I could read up a lot before, so I don't know if this is some weird Mandela effect or if it's just a lot of incorrect articles that don't quite have their information down. I'm not really sure what to do with this because it was always my understanding that Winona Ryder also grew up in the same cult. Whenever they mentioned River Phoenix, they also, River Phoenix, Rose McGowan, Winona Ryder are constantly like mentioned like with this Children yeah. of God. Yeah, but I then I, I did another article recently that was saying we grew up in a different cult that was obviously extremely similar, but it was called like the Rainbow something. Rainbow children or i'm not sure exactly what so it's probably all happened like through hippies and the free left it, movement it's still, it's still gay hippie oh, bullshit it's all it's all that hippie shit um and so yeah the river like the river phoenix allegedly joaquin phoenix is now noted as saying that his when his family caught wind of what was going on they left but i think that's bullshit i think they were in it for a, a decent duration during the child abuse times when they started going. I think that I think these probably just trying to get away from some of that. Um, 
for whatever reason. I mean, understandably so, I suppose. He even changed his name because his name was, he was Leaf Phoenix. And then he went and changed his name to Joaquin Phoenix after River died. Quite a while after, I think. Um, and I don't know. What else do we have with that? So I, I found this, um, I don't know. It was interesting enough-ish as far as it would kind of fit into spooky season. I found this medium who's not exactly like a like um, exclusively a Hollywood medium, but she tends to do her little YouTube videos like claiming that she's connecting to the other side. And, and of course she does River Phoenix because it's just who wouldn't. And she tells like this interesting story claiming to be connected with like connecting with River Phoenix and pretty much telling his story of him not only talking about the night he was killed, but um, the experience and the children of God. And apparently, according to the medium, according to River Phoenix, <laughs> that there was something with the mom and him and the mom were bound really weird. And the mom really let a lot of school abuse happen to River and probably his brothers and sisters, although there's kind of a, a little bit of an age gap there. Um, but the medium, according to her, says that her and his souls are like bound together in a weird way. And in a past life, he was the one that allowed his mom to be abused, whether or not the relationship was, you know, the same, it probably wasn't, but that he allowed her to have great sexual, um, abuse inflicted on her so then in this life it like it was opposite him. it was his his punishment for the past life right and that these two are like bound together like through obvious like all, all through different lives and will continue to be so that there's some kind of karmic binding with it. <laughs> so they just kind of tumble across like their different lives constantly together and I, I, what needs to be done with that if that's the case because some kind of healing so the medium goes on to explain that river phoenix is trying like he kind of starts seeing this abuse for what it is this like growing up in this lifestyle kind of how it filtered into his massive drug use you know to try to deal with it all and um he started to kind of rebel in different ways and i kind of okay so the medium said something and i had watched this like last year maybe around this time or maybe it was the year before i think it was last year though and because i just decided to go down the viper room johnny depp river phoenix thing and i found all kinds of stuff i wish we had done this then it would be a lot more fresh but um so river phoenix he he's kind of was explaining to the medium that you know he starts seeing these things and he he tried to drown it all with drugs but he did these like little um rebellious rebellious acts so one of these rebellious acts again i'm just gonna keep saying it according to the medium according to river phoenix other than that i don't know any kind of validity to any of this is that he became vegan as an act of rebellion against the cult. Now, I don't exactly know what that means. I, I don't know how veganism is a rebellion. rebellion? Well, it might be rebellion if you're being forced to eat strange meat. That's 
efficiently like the other members, right? Or they're eating human flesh. I don't know. They could have been. Who knows? I mean, they're already fucking children. I think it's probably. Maybe it was metaphorical. Like he was choking on meat. Like, as in people's dicks. Like he's never going to eat another piece of meat again. (laughs) I don't know. But then I just felt like that was like a little weird thing. And like, what could that, like you say, what could that potentially be a rebellion against specifically, right? I, I don't know what that means. But, so I don't know, that could have a lot to do with why Rose is going of like a trip of her own. People are like, oh, oh she's out of her mind. Well, you know, she kind of grew up in this weird fucking child sex cult. Yeah, yeah, and then she was Marilyn Manson for a while and all such other crazy shit. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that she just, just her. <laughs> well, so she just had way too much fun growing up. That's what I, I'm saying. She kind of um, <laughs> makes it sound like, at least in her interviews regarding this Children of God cult, she kind of makes it sound like she wasn't one of the ones that was sexually abused and, like, you know, was lucky, got out in time or whatever. Yep. I guess because she was the leader's daughter that left her alone or he was able to protect yeah, her something for a like while. that. It's just lying. Right. She's lying. I think, or... she's better at, I think she's just better at hiding, to be honest. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised that she was privileged enough. Per se, over the years, like... And her activism to be attributed to being some kind of, like, child sex cult, um, you know, victim survivor, you know? Like, we're just... I wouldn't be surprised if she's traumatized by her abusing other people as a child without understanding it at the time. Like like uh Klaus was saying, like if she's in a privileged position, she might like quite literally have had the opportunity to beat the shit out of people or kick them downstairs or Or she could have even just been like, you know, the one that's like luring to the to the occasion, right? Like there's that possibility too. But... Right. Yeah, because if they genuinely required like the fishing practice, they could be baiting with her and then beating the shit out of people. Yeah, of, I mean, yeah. like even like how like the people that like the traffickers or whatever they'll use kids to lure and bait kids, and because kids are obviously going to feel more comfortable around another kid, and they'll actually use kids to lure them closer to abductors. Well, I mean, not, not going not to try to sound too conspiratorial, but if you look at the roles that Rose McGowan has played in her Hollywood career. She has played the man- the manipulator the entire time. That's what I'm saying. Like, she had like, too much fun as a child. She was abusing people. One of the first roles she did was Doom Generation. And if anybody saw oh. Doom Generation, like, big Gen X, like, cult classic kind of movie. That just, movie just was look, really oh. fucked up, too. Just look at Jawbreaker. If you if you if you watch Jawbreaker and you tell me that she didn't play a fucking perfect evil bitch, you were lying to me. <laughs> I did it. I killed the teen queen or the teen dream. What the fuck did she say? I don't remember. Something like that. So, so long ago. Marilyn Manson's in that movie too. Yeah, he had yeah. A like a rapist. Yeah, he he. She pretty much like fucked him in the movie and blamed the. Uh, rape on something else. It was, it was a weird part of her plot and shit. 
she killed the girl. The, she kills the girl with the jawbreaker, allegedly by accident, and then she tries to pass off some secret lifestyle that this girl had that nobody knew about, and she claimed that she, the girl liked to go to bars. Like, she had this kink for going to bars, picking up strange men, bringing them home to her room and fucking them. So, she... <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, she had... I'm telling you. She had too much fun as a child. Yeah. <laughs> she was ad-libbing pretty well. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, man. She's something else, dude. There's something going on with that chick, and I'm not exactly sure how to put my finger on it. Um, I I almost don't even want her to, like, to dump, dump her title in the show or anything. I don't want it to just grab her attention. Because we could actually do like pretty interesting thing on just her, but I she's very internet-y. and well, they'll, they'll just they'll just take down the video, bro. That's what'll happen. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll get sued for defamation or something. The next thing you know, she'll be on like Tucker talking about the show, trying to her and spread more rumors and how she's another victim and male. Oh, oh, people people can sue me. I'm not a known giver of fucks. I I don't really care. I've been looking for this stream for so long. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think that pretty much wraps up our episode. I don't think we got any more content. But uh, our next episode, it will be in October in the spirit of spooky stuff. We do have a spooky topic at hand. And our guest <laughs> will be the spiritual god warrior from the Wolverry Show. So, you might want to check that episode out. Uh, that will be on a Friday night because we can't have him doing... Our show and his show back-to-back on a Saturday would probably be too much for him. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Van, you got anything you want to show? Or he, or he took off. Never mind. Dill, uh, where can people find you on social media? <laughs> uh, I don't do social media other than you know, Discord. So everybody knows me. Don't need it. Don't nobody need to find me. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, and with that, I'll play us out. It's been fun, bud. Always nice seeing you, man. Appreciate it. You have just been radiated by another expedition into the paranormal room of the Atomic Shaman Switch Lodge. Remember to trust no one and question everything. We hope you enjoyed your stay at our motel and RV park. Broadcasting from Los Angeles to Chicago along Route 66, we here at KNB off.